Thank you, Zoom Thanks. Siri. Yeah, There's a recording in progress. Now we know what's going on. <laughs> Garrick, uh, long time no Zoom no talk, no no, pod. no uh, podcast. Gas yeah, yeah. With you, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Um, you're, you've you're in another place. It's, it's November and it's sunny, and I'm wearing <laughs> shorts. And the locals think I'm crazy. But yeah. uh, we made it to Santiago. So our last podcast was south to Santiago. It was the, uh, and then a month later, uh, almost to the day, we left uh, Uppsala, Sweden, and headed south on our grand adventure. Mm-hmm. Piled all our things into a moving truck that moved some things down and then met us uh, a couple of months later. And uh, yeah, adjusting to a new place, new foods, new people. And uh, so far, so good. Yeah, um, you drove like through how many countries did you drive through to get to? Uh, quite a few. The only one that is officially documented is Luxembourg, where I got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> they, sent, they sent me a nice email or a nice letter. Uh, so no, uh, no, we, we we drove through. We we did uh, we did Sweden, of course. Uh, Denmark drove over the bridge to Denmark. Germany, Netherlands. Belgium, uh, Luxembourg, or Belxenburg, Luxembourg, I don't remember which direction that went, France, um, and Spain. Nice. Nice. That's I a lot of, that's a lot of countries. Country. We wanted to go to Andorra, but the COVID laws were a little bit fuzzy as to what we we're going <laughs> to have to do. And, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't quite figure it out. So we just, uh, forget Andorra. We'll yeah. just, we'll just head across. And so we, uh, we hit August and the, we hit Spain in August uh, with nothing booked ahead of time. So that meant that there was nary an Airbnb available. (laughs) So what, what we had decided was, Hey, we'll just take the coastal route along the North. We eventually ended up in Burgos, which is Uh way South of the coast. Yeah. Yeah. You're a bit further, but (laughs) interior, not at all green. (laughs) Yeah. You're starting to hit the Castileon. Yeah. We had a, we had a great Airbnb there. Uh, it was a nice surprise, I guess. Um, this really nice woman met us. She was like, meet me at my house and I'll take you to where the Airbnb is. Okay. So we, we go there and she runs out of her house and she jumps on a bike and then she gets on the bike and she's leading us, but it's blowing like a hundred miles an hour outside. So she can barely, and her bike tire is almost flat. Anyway, it took forever. And here we are in our car, just slowly going to behind her. She didn't speak a lick of English. We don't speak much Spanish yet. Certainly didn't as spoke even less at that time. But anyway, she greeted us with uh, fresh tomatoes from her garden. Mm. And uh, nice. her brother freaked us out one night when we were there. Uh, because he decided, I don't know, Spanish dinner time, but it was about mm-hmm. midnight mm-hmm. that he was going to go get some tomatoes or something from the garden. So yeah. outside in the middle of nowhere, all of a sudden there's someone wandering around our house, <laughs> freaked my kids out, man. <laughs> I'm sitting there hey, it's time to go to bed. And then all of a sudden there's this dude outside <laughs> lurking in the shadows. <laughs> yes. Those times. But anyway, we made it. We made it to Santiago. Had a had a great summer. Uh, lots of adjustment, and so yeah, we're doing we're doing okay now. Great. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Spain. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's good times. You know this 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 podcast started right as a you know in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a hard lockdown, 
and now we're for all intents and purposes, intents and intents and purposes. That's it. I, you, people always misspay that they say for all intensive purposes, but it's for all intents and purposes. And purposes, yeah. Or intensive purposes. It's for all intensive purposes. Some kind of it's a it's also maritime statement <laughs> phrase. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's a joke. Someone's got a joke. So anyway, yes. anyway, anyway. Uh, um, a lot's happened, but but but. But for all intents and purposes, we, we the for the most part, this thing's kind of over. Things are back to normal in a lot in a lot of the world. Not everywhere, and there's still danger. But, uh, but like we were just talking earlier, our lives are pretty much full speed. Yeah, right yeah. I mean, uh, most restrictions yeah. taken away, and uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting time to have have arrived in Spain because for you guys life was returning to to normal and we were adjusting to uh, really just masks. Really, mm-hmm. honestly, I, that's about the only restriction I can find that's left. It's just like yeah. if you're in a if you're indoors in a building and you can't you wear masks, social distance, wear wear a mask. So. You gotta wear a mask. Yeah. yeah, but no, that's right. We started this thing uh, in the middle of a pandemic. I couldn't uh, leave my house. That's right, and that's right. how we got our listeners. They couldn't yeah, leave yeah, their yeah. house. They were, they were desperate for new. They were bored out of their minds. Bored out of their minds. <laughs> What's this rabbit trail podcast? Let's, let's listen to this. That's yeah. probably how we got a few guests to come on as well. Well, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't. My, all, everything I was doing is canceled. I've got that's an hour. Right. I've got an hour on Thursday. Sure. Why not? You're not paying. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know, so so it's interesting. So um, maybe the question is, what have we learned? What what and then you you and I we we prognosticated some stuff right? What did we, we did what, we did prog- I don't remember exactly what we did, but um, did we did we get it right? Maybe maybe this is some things. I mean, because so I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to I, I don't think we need to put the final um, nail in the coffin of the pandemic, right? Um, no, not at all. It, it seems it's, like it's, there's lots of stuff gonna, that's continuing, yeah. especially in countries that don't have um, yeah large vaccination yeah. yet mm. exactly and, and things can change but, but, and everything but by and but by and large we have learned how to live with this thing and how to move forward uh as a world as society some better than others maybe um but you know you know people are going back to church yep right right i mean i, I think there's a maybe a question if we're if we're gonna get into the the ministry side of things i think there's a question of like well who's going back is everyone going back and you know, and, and there's some tension maybe because of things that happened, but people like, but churches are still, are going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, people are going on vacation. Yeah. That, that, to, that was always the thing. Places. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like you're always saying that the, the, the early, some of the early prognosis cases, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but they're kind of saying, well, you know, this will change the way we do vacation and travel and forever, you know, or something like that, you know, and I'm, you know, I think yeah. we're always skeptical of that. Yeah, I think that, well, I'm going to approach anything with a with a, a very uh, healthy uh, amount of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and by healthy, I mean, like, enlarged heart. <laughs> uh, like he has a he has a head twice the size of a normal head. Uh, that's my that's my healthy dose of skepticism. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, healthy meaning um, proportion size or portion size at Bo- Boca de Beppo. <laughs> Have you ever eaten at that restaurant? 
um yeah they give you a lot of food it's like yeah it's like all family style italian but it's like but it's, for like 40 people you know like i mean it's but, just ridiculous amounts of even italians don't eat that much like family pasta. style it's like yeah yeah it's, it's like a, i mean it's I, american italian right yeah yeah i understand you bring you have like a food for a week after you eat there but. yeah yeah so anyway so that's that's the healthiest that's the healthy amount of skepticism mm-hmm. I have. so um or maybe not skepticism, but anyway, uh, I tend to look at things. If the social consensus is X, then I will say, but let's, let's not go there. So maybe that's, maybe that's just my knee jerk reaction. So that's one thing I've gleaned from this is I actually, a lot of times will, um, I think push against certain things, Mm -hmm. um, simply because maybe a lot of people are saying it, but I I will say I, uh, the, the rush to say, in person is dead um online church is where it's at and everything yeah. else um yeah i i just don't i just don't i just don't see that churches are having a lot of people come back but i again i'm not i'm not a local pastor so maybe i don't know. yeah it'd be interesting though to talk to your buddy who we're going to have on soon um dave merwin about some of yeah. this and what his perspective on that because he he does think we need to be in the digital space yeah yeah from what i understand mm-hmm. well and i think you and i both we agree there should be digital something that is you know whatever that's going to be and look like you know i i think my my stance would be we need to be there we need to be careful and mm-hmm. make sure that we don't lose our humanity and that um but but you can't have church without a without people meeting some you know physically at some point i think that would, yeah and i think people want that i think we're human and we're we're designed to to be together so the digital can maybe be an entry point or a place where I have other contacts or something, but at some point you have to be, you know, with people. So, so here's, this, this is a thing that I I think as I think about the digital and I think about coming out of this, right. Um, It's, I, I wonder if a lot of times in the, in the, how do you say it? in the trying to figure out how to um, work with new mediums, right? So digital space or different mm-hmm. things. A lot of times it's easy for us to go, we, we think we have to do both. Mm-hmm. So I guess one of my questions would be, and this would be, we'll talk with Dave, but I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Is it, is it better for, rather than a church, who uh, like a local church who wants to think about its local parishioners and sees the need for that local touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or a ministry like Agape or a crew or whatever, where it's like this people, is it, is it better for them to try to do both? So like being in digital space and by digital space, I don't really mean like Instagram and stuff like that. I think, look, you want to do Instagram as a ministry, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking to more like getting into um, meta thinking. Yeah. 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 We're talking like recently Mark, Mark that was Zuckerberg, the, the metaverse, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, the, look, there's a reason that's what they're moving their company to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because that's where a lot of this is going to transpire. And so yeah. is it, is it, is it almost like, look, this is, I'm really struggling to the, the best way to say this. Is it better just to go ahead and specialize in the digital space and just say, we're not going to concentrate on the physical 
because we're just going to, and we'll have maybe a partnership link up sort of thing rather than trying to do both, because it just seems like you're just the expertise level that, that takes yeah. for digital is just so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it so I, I think there, that's a great, great point. I think there's kind of two things I would, I would say there is, you know, number one, there, there's going to be a, you know, generational shift within that. Right. And so what, what is the next generation, not generation Z, but maybe the generation after that? Uh, right. what, 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 what are they comfortable with? What are they looking at? What, what are they able to blend into? But, but, but I do get the sense of at the same time, you're, you're competing, you know, with, uh, you're competing with Netflix, you're competing with Google, you're competing with Meta. You're competing with people who, you know, who, who works, you know, for, for how can, how to kill a company in four letters. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How could you possibly play into a stereotype in such a huge way as like, yeah. Hey, people hate us. I know let's give them more reason to let's hate us. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and all, and, and, and I think for what we're no, we know we're going to is this, this sense of virtual reality, augmented reality. So there's going to be more of that blending um, of the, of those things, right? But you're going to be going up against the kind of, you know, stuff that, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like the idea of like, well, let's do Christian video games, you know, as a outreach. I'm like, but you, you're going to lose that every time, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's just not, yeah, you might carve out a, a small niche audience or something, but you're not, are you really having, so I, I, now, but now we're kind of crossing into some areas where we talk about art, right? Because I think that's maybe a little bit about what we're talking about is, is the artistic. And so I think that also, I have some bones to pick there as well, but, but I, I, I think you're right. I think that there's a, there's a, I think there's a couple of things that you could do, which is one is just to be countercultural and say, Hey, did you spend all your, all your last month living in, you know, the holodeck? Well, maybe it's time you came out and actually talked with real people and spent time in the real world. And, you know, so the church could become the antidote to uh, what is perhaps people getting pulled further and further down a, uh, a, ch- a chain of disconnection of disinterest, Right. And this yeah. is going to be, and this is going to be interesting depending on the culture. Cause I can tell you, for instance, in Spain, people aren't as tied up into any of this stuff because they, they spend most of their time out sitting at terraces, drinking coffee or beer with their friends. Right. That's, so that's the social do. aspect is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. Yeah. Somebody. Okay. So, so very difficult around here in Santiago to, if you want to go to a restaurant just to walk in and say, Oh, let's go here tonight. Yeah. Everywhere's booked. It's booked. Yeah. Like, just booked and like uh, we tried the other night we had a group come through grand we were a bigger group and we were willing to split up tables but like people just laughed at us they're like no <laughs> we're like no we don't have space <laughs> yeah. you see what time it is I'm great. These are, a lot of these are small yeah we right we walked in at, right at the oh my gosh it was it was a rookie mistake but anyway no i mean that's true that's true you do have a um you do have a much more social aspect uh, going on here than than you do in other places. I don't know. It, it, it's fascinating to me. I don't I don't know where that goes, and I don't know what to do about it because I I think the important thing I guess would be to say 
well, on the one hand, and that's why I go maybe towards more specialization, right? Of like, mm-hmm. I think you've got people who who need to be called for that local, earthy, hands dirty ministry, and then people who are called for or doing uh, things that are maybe more meta, more more in that space. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, just, I I keep going back to the fact that there are a lot of companies outsource their digital stuff, like yeah. all of it, because it's just yeah. too dang specialized it's, it's, and hard. And it, so, and it moves fast. Yeah. And so it's, to, it's moving to do everything in house. So I don't know how you do that within the church. Right. Cause my, my yeah. thing in, 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 in Sweden, but I think also in general, maybe in the church, maybe not in places like the U S um, although I, I think that space would be, the church is always generally going to be far behind the culture and where it's at. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I think, I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so you've got, um, X number of people who have that skill. Yeah. Okay. In any, in any given culture with X plus five, you know, X plus X to the whatever power jobs that are available. Mm-hmm. So you've got more jobs than you've got people who are trained. So especially in Western democratic societies, we're importing a lot of those jobs, mm-hmm. whether it be Indian or, or Chinese or Korean or whatever else. Then from that, in, within a church space and a volunteer space and everything else, you've got to find Christians, and that's an increasingly smaller number in Western society. And then you've got to find the Christians that have excess time on their hands and who get it's like we, we get down to this <laughs> russian doll situation where it's we're yeah. finally to the small doll and we've we've got this small doll but we've got the big doll that we've got to fill yeah and then we're just trying to plug holes with the rest so so I, we've got to figure out how to do that and for me yeah. and, and to be honest in sweden it was always a question of well maybe we just say we're not even going to try to fill the big doll we're just going to yeah. go completely, we're going to go completely old school and we'll, we'll send out letter, handwritten letters and, <laughs> you know, like, let's yeah. just, let's just go completely analog. I, I don't, I don't know what the space is f- for that, but yeah, uh, that, yeah. I think that's the tension that I feel. I, I think, I think you're right. I, I think too, there's a difference. So, I mean, there's one thing of, of needing to communicate, right? There's one thing of like being able to like send out, have your, 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 your church feed or something online. Okay pretty standard stuff. There's another thing of being able to just be present so people can find you, right? That's that's one thing, okay? But I think there's a, in this part of this conversation, a whole other thing, which is the creative aspect of it, right? Which is creativity. And I'm going to say moves into art. I mean, I think when you, you know, as you talk to people who make video games now, they consider themselves artists, you know, on, on the level mm-hmm. with a director right. or, a, or a, you know, they're creating, um, they're creating something, right? Yeah. And so, and so I think, I think, traditionally at least in the more in you know in the evangelical church we've had a weird and i think maybe sometimes strange kind of thing how we handle that how we handle create creative work right we, we tend to we tend to want to pull it in and sacralize it mm-hmm. within the church i feel i mean you know what i'm saying like yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. this whole christian music right you know right. christian which is great I'm not, I'm not i'm not criticizing it but there's always this pull to be like well, if you're a Christian and an artist, you need to then create what is Christian art, you know, and which would be very, um, you know, which, which, you know, when U2 was 
was for those who are older now uh was was big right their, their music was clearly christian they were clearly, clearly claiming to be christians and still claim to be christians but we're not we're not doing their work within the church and we're highly criticized often because of that right but but i i, I grew up in that and then i i transferred over into the presbyterian world where there's a totally different view on art um in that in that world which is that you know artists are kind of a gift from god but artists shouldn't be pulled into the church so there are those people the guy who's gonna play the organ or the choir guy or you know those those people who feel called to create put specifically christian music or christian sacred art is one thing but then there's people who are supposed to be out in the in the world so maybe the flip side of this is that we don't need to have people trying to create metaverse churches we just need christians to go into the metaverse and create great stuff and it doesn't have to be yeah sometimes sometimes what feels like is more like propaganda than to try to move people back in, over to the church in, in, when in the church when you're it's a wrong medium you know I, so, so that's one when, when going to a presbyterian church I, I i routinely bumped into at our church actors that you would mm-hmm. that you would know that were and that 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 were on tv or in the movies at the time and they were christians and they were believers but no one was going okay we need to pull you over here and make this corny christian movie they're like oh keep keep doing what you're doing you're, you're 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 doing great art that was the thing it was like you're 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 doing what you're supposed to be doing which is right creating art and using your skill and your ability to do that and i think that's where i think maybe this conversation in the future will need what should maybe go you know you think too i mean well that one makes of the me, greatest go ahead well no finish your thought we'll come no, back to mine. i say that you know one of the most respected uh you know directors of our time, Terrence Malick, he's, you know, he's a strong believer. Right. And he makes, he makes movies that everyone wants to be in. And he makes movies that are, you either love it or hate it because they're incredibly artistic, you know, confounding movies that deal with faith, but they don't, you know, maybe they don't deal with it in the way in evangelical culture, we've always kind of taught ourselves how things have to look, you know, but he makes great art. And, you know, a hundred years from now, people will still be talking about his movies. Right. Um, you know, maybe 200 years too. Who knows? Um, so that, that's what I'm, I think there's a, that's maybe the difference we need to, to I, I don't know. My, that's my opinion. Well, I, I guess, I guess it, it brings to mind then, and maybe this is where we need to go beyond maybe, well, we, maybe we need to bring some theologians on uh, to, to talk about um, ecclesiology but mm-hmm. what what is what is the purpose and the role of the church um and then because here's here's lately what I, this is more a unfiltered uh rumination on my part mm-hmm. so it's not in any way prescriptive i've not yeah. landed on these things it's just something i've i've been wrestling with but you and i mentioned in uh eugene peterson here before and mm-hmm. reading his uh memoir pastor and, but you read a guy like Eugene Peterson who intentionally stuck with a, um, I think he had like at one, you know, 300 ish people in mm-hmm. his congregation and never sought for more. They yeah. did not want to build uh, a bigger church. I know a guy who just took a job um, with a network of churches in the Dallas area that believes in more of a, um parish style approach of mm-hmm. keep it small your job as a pastor is to shepherd it's not to 
be a CEO. And um, increasingly, megachurch pastors look more like, like CEOs yeah. than they do. And so the, the job listings of, or the job requirements of a, of a pastoral positions are, and then this is not to begrudge anyone who works at a really large church that has a staff of 30 people or whatever else. I, mm-hmm. I, but I'm just starting to wonder what is the, what is the purpose of the church? So like even your, your comment of like, well, you need to be online where people can find you. Maybe I I don't I don't want to disagree with that necessarily because we live in a digital world and churches are online and you know maybe you have your thing up there but at the end of the day the church seems to be about community that's one mm-hmm. of the things that it's about uh, in the community and the fellowship and that can't happen unless in a physical space so. So I just really struggle with the online part of the church going, we got to be there. We got to be there in this space yeah. because it's like, well, do you? I don't, I don't know. Like maybe I, I like a, um, um, a, a guy that I meet with uh, who, who um, is leading a, some young leaders uh, said, Hey, I got some young leaders who w- want to talk about leadership. They just been asking a lot of questions. What do you, what are your first thoughts on, you know, at their stage of their life? And, I think I'd answer it differently now than I would 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that the first thing that came to my mind was character, godly character. Yeah. That's yeah. the first thing that a leader needs to develop. So anyway, so it's all in the same vein to me of like, well, do we really need to, yeah, I know we need to be in the space, but at the same time, it's like, but maybe the church is really is that place where it's like, we're going to, we're going to be a haven. We're going to be the place that you can unplug and we're going to sacrifice. We're going to sacrifice influence to thousands and millions for small investment in hundreds. (laughs) And, and that's what God's called us to. And so therefore we need lots of churches of 300 people in a city that has a mega church of 20,000. Like, I don't know. That's where I, that's where I, and I realize that within the churches, mega churches that have 20,000 there, they have models for trying to make sure people yeah. are connected and they have classes and there's uh, scaling that goes on and you can have staff and everything else. So I'm, I'm, I'm aware of those arguments. I'm just, uh, that, that's where yeah. I, that's where I struggle with it. Yeah. I think I, I agree with you. I, and when I say we need to be there, I don't necessarily mean uh, we need to be good there. We just need to be there because th- there's so many people who, who, the only way I can get a hold of them is through Instagram. Okay. So, yeah. so you, so, so even if your people in your church or or they're in your community, if that's the way they're used to getting receiving some kind of information and making decisions, then you, you've got you've got to you've got to do that at some level. Mm-hmm. The question is, it do to what to what level do you need to take that? You know, do you, I, I don't think you need to have an online worship service, for instance. I don't I don't think that's necessary. But if you got a bunch of people who are like. But hey, I, I I can only come on you know every other Sunday because I travel and you know I mean so 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 you got you got to think and the thing is those things are easy to do you don't have to do them uh, although I do worry sometimes that you've got a situation that came about with COVID was that certain churches had higher capacity you, you got into a little bit of a competitiveness you know so you 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 kind of siphon people off from other churches who had lower capacity yeah to do those things which I think that's I think that's a problem you know. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think it's one of those things where it's just like, 
are, are we trying to develop godly people yeah. or are we trying to have influence? Exactly. Yes. And, and are those the same thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they are, but maybe, maybe there's overlap and, yeah. but, but godly character seems to be the thing that we, we need to develop. Uh, yeah. Because, okay. So let's, let's go back to Terrence Malick. who's someone who's been formed in the Christian faith, but you don't see a church standing up going, Hey, we did that. Mm. You know what I mean? And my guess is because he's gone to churches that have very, have respected uh, his work, respected what he does and empowered him to be what God's called him to be in those spaces and not mm-hmm. said, we're trying to get influence. Right. Right. Cause there, there's pastors and there's churches behind, behind what's happened with, with, with Terrence Malick for the last, you know, 60 years of his, maybe 50 years of his life, you know, that, you know, uh, his wife's a theologian, you know, but she really, no one's, yeah, she's a, she's got a master's degree in, in, in seminary, in <laughs> seminary, in theology, sorry, she's got a master's in seminary, uh, you know, so, you, so that's, so what I'm saying is like, we, we, you're right, we tend to jump on the bandwagon, right, especially, especially seeing sports, right, oh, we got this guy, he goes to our church, he's this, he's awesome, he's a great athlete, you know, he's got influence, so we're, we're the church kind of tries to get into that that influence of that. And, and we, I do it. I, you know, I'm also, cause I'm, we're all enamored with athletes and, and those kind of things. Right. But, but, but is, are, are we losing a little bit of the focus and our focus should just be on, have we created godly character in these people so they can go and be the best people they can be in that space? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we're always really eager to, uh, we're always really eager to, to to take the celebrity who's just become a believer, Kanye yeah. West or, yeah. or whoever, and go see Jesus Look. is great, and it's like I think Jesus was great before, long before Kanye West, yeah, long before. Believer. or even right now, uh, uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela Peterson, has come out mm-hmm. and expressed faith in Christ. Uh, well, she says God, and then she kind of makes, she's very young in what I think, but she's kind of like, no, I think it's the Christian God, and I'm trying to search this out and stuff yeah but some actually some really cool story or whatever and i just look at it and i go oh great here we go we're gonna throw her to the top she's gonna be the spokesman for all christians now and yeah um when does she have the character to be a spokesman i don't know i don't have the character to be a yeah. spokesman i had to i had to create my own podcast to get a to become a spokesman <laughs> <laughs> um so I think that's where, that's where I kind of get, we, we always rush into those things, but I will say this as I was, as we've been talking here, uh, digital space can and should probably include things like, um, online seminary training. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know there are some really great seminaries that are doing cool stuff. DTS actually has an incredible online and they, they really try to make sure that they get interaction with students and you meet international pastors who no other way would they be able to get some of this deep theological training. Uh, so obviously there's a lot that's good about technology that's helping yeah. us, you know, really advance the kingdom or, or to make Jesus known. Um, so, so I think, I think all those things are really good. Uh, so not to, not to besmirch them or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But they're tools, they're tools to be used. Yeah, we should use them. So I'm I'm more talking about in the space of uh, what is my ambition? And maybe that's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. You know, mm-hmm. is my ambition to to make have influence? Uh, you know, some of those more things. Or we we need to be careful with the um, with the sweet allure 
of the perfume of renown. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that we don't go running, running towards yeah. that. Well, you and I've talked about this a lot of I mean, success. You know, what is, what does really success really look like? You know, I, I, you and I think I'm a, I'm when it comes to ministry success, I'm a, I'm an agnostic, you know, because I'm like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of places you can go with that, right? right? Ministry success looks like a guy on a cross with all of his followers, you know, to the wind. Yeah. Uh, then, it, then it does look at like a, you know, guy, you know, risen who's just said now success is, you know, serving success is dying to yourself. Success is taking up a cross and dying, uh, you know, every day, uh, success is martyrdom you know i mean there's you know those are not what we talk about success and i'm you know i'm not like i said i'm agnostic you know we want to see things happen you know i talk about this time we want to see good things happen we see lives transform but how do you really know you know how do you really put success on that you know and say and so but but we want to be successful and want to have successful churches and and get on get on the get on the hamster wheel and let's go yeah you know i'm i'm I mean, I'm, 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 I'm guilty. I'm not saying I, I, I want the success too. No, I do too. I do too. Sure. <laughs> All things being equal. I'd love to be able to say, look at how many people are coming and doing these things. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm reminded recently of uh, in my Facebook feed of how many people have denounced the faith that I knew them for in college. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe success is a wait and see approach. Yeah. That we stand before the Lord and he reveals what truly has been successful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. And that, that should bring a lot of humility to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a, uh, I had a, as, as we were talking, I had a, a, a tertiary topic, uh, pass mm-hmm. through my mind. Um, and now as I started into that, it's completely gone because something flashed across my computer screen. So we'll come back to it. If, if I, if I think of it, Oh, that's such a terrible thing. Oh man. Oh, what's, 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 uh, so it's been a while. What's going, what's going on in pop culture. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. I've, I've been I'm moving old. and trying to learn Spanish. <laughs> my, my day consists of, so, so I do these uh, online language courses. I think I've told you about this, but for the, uh-huh. for the folks at home, so my day consists of, I take about an hour and a half walk, uh, try to every day. And, and I have these uh, Spanish language programs that I'm, that I'm doing and, and um, just trying to get in some, some Spanish between, you know, different things that we're doing to, to adjust and move in. But I go, I go walking out in the country, but occasionally I've got my headphones in, you know, and it's like this, you know, you know, introducing yourself in Spanish or, you know, <laughs> things. It's like, it's a, I'll be walking along and I'm saying things like, I don't like Juan. He has too much money. And all of a sudden I look up and there's some dude standing in front of me and he's like, hola. <laughs> you know, no. he, says, he says, yeah, I don't like Juan either. Sure. <laughs> right. No me gusta Juan. <laughs> También. <laughs> or like, I'll be, I'll say things like, I have $3 in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> who who is this i'm going to i'm going to go get a drink i'll have a beer it's too early for beer (laughs) 
Uh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome because i think i'll think i'm alone and then all of a sudden some spanish dude will come walking around the corner but i i I inevitably there's nothing more scary to me right now um than an old person on a country road Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. because they're always talkative yeah yeah they like and they always want they they want to stop you and they want to talk to you and tell you about their day and and things and i'm always like i'm not going to be able to handle this conversation but i inevitably (laughs) end up learning new words every time i meet one of them they they say something and eventually i get it those old people in the countryside tend to have stronger accents oh gosh uh, yeah tend to yeah tend to not speak real clearly yeah around here they're not speaking english uh sweet spanish uh, yeah they're, they're speaking, speaking yeah they're, they're speaking, speaking gallego. gallego to you yeah so, that's always and they, they don't they don't change even no. when i when i encounter them i start speaking them in spanish they just keep speaking yeah yeah, yeah, no, we had a we had a repairman come, a plumber, the other day, and uh, he was trying to tell me something. I was like, "What? What? What?" And he goes, "Um, I think the Castilian word for it is this." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that." And he goes, "Sorry, I don't speak <laughs> Spanish." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "What?" Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or his yeah. vocabulary may be a little limited on the uh, some of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Interesting. Anyway, it was close enough in 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 Gallego as well that I should have mm-hmm. been able to pick it mm-hmm. up. But my Spanish is so so terrible as to not be helpful at the moment. So anyway, I feel like I'm a real missionary, man. I'm having to dig, yeah, yeah, you're having to dig deep into my old bag <laughs> of tricks to figure out how to do this stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a constant uh, new day. Like every day is a new new set of challenges. It is a um, it is a humbling adventure. Yeah, you've been through this a couple times, so I have. But I think this is this is one of the. Um, well, it's been thirteen years since I last did it, right? Yeah. So and you didn't have kids last time. Didn't have kids either, and um, yeah, I have like this um, sense in me of like get as much done as I can before the kids come home from school because once the kids come home from school, it's like we're just trying to tend to their needs and, yeah, you know, get them the things that they do and help them adjust and listen to their dramas and how frustrated and disappointed or whatever they are for the day. So it's a, it's yeah. a, uh, man, it's like, get as much done as you can while they're at school. And then when they come home, let them fall apart and try to pick up the pieces. So anyway, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, interesting observation about Galicia since we like to talk about barbecue, mm-hmm. um, the wood of right. a lot of Galician homes are, 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 uh, heated with wood still. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the wood of choice is Oak. So I constantly walk outside and I go, someone's smoking bar. Someone's smoking. And I'm like, no, no, they're just heating nope. their homes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, it's a glorious smell. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's not a bad place to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and speaking of barbecue, uh, Texas monthly recently released their top 50 list. I think they do it every like two or three years. Did I make it? Uh, you did not. Uh, Fort Worth, <sighs> Fort Worth really, really won out. It had like, I think five or six in the top Whoa. 10. Yeah. One of one of my favorite places was in the top 10 Cadillac barbecue. I'll, I'll give them a, a shout out. Are they weekend. in Fort Worth or are they in Dallas? Dallas, it's in Dallas. Who, who got the top spot? Goldie's in Fort Worth. Never heard of it, but you know, hmm. uh, we were you know, being, being back in Texas during the, the summer. We got to eat a little barbecue, not as much as I would have liked to, but gosh, um, well, beef is just crazy expensive. Beef is expensive. It's, it was, all, the, yeah. all the good cuts that make good Texas barbecue are just ridiculously yeah. expensive now. It got expensive. Like we like a like a nice sandwich, right? It was like twenty bucks, you know. Oh, 
oh. like a barbecue sandwich, barbecue brisket sandwich. Like really? Yeah. When I was growing up, it was like four. Yeah, Get, like yeah. chopped beef sandwich was just cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. Not anymore. It's because because uh, everyone and their dog I, is making Texas barbecue now. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't get the pieces of meat. Yeah. Well, the, the place I this Cadillac, I've only been there twice, maybe three. I've been there three times because it's only open Fridays, no Thursdays, Fridays, Thursdays and Fridays, and once a month on Saturday. You have to be in line by by ten a.m. or you won't get any. There's already at nine. There's already a line. The ten a.m. line will get still get you, but it's a it's a two hour wait on the ten a.m. on that line. So you so it's it's a it's a full day kind of experience. I mean, yeah, it's kind of no, close to downtown, morning. isn't it? No, 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 no. It's up in, it's in the, it's like up on um, Addison, uh, kind of in that, that warehouse district. It's in like the middle of nowhere, really. It's like Addison, um, Alpha Road, huh. um, and uh, Midway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. It's, it's just a guy who used to be, I think he was uh, in oil or something and he retired and just decided I'm going to do barbecue, but I'm only going to do it a couple times a week. <laughs> good, good for him if he can make yep. ends meet doing that that's great well for all those who don't live in the dallas area we've just given you um a cross section of dallas <laughs> that's awesome oh i had a great thing garrick i'm, I'm so disappointed that I, I i have forgotten where what we wanted what we wanted to cover this with hey what are some areas let's just do this what are some areas we want to cover in um in the let's, future let's let's call this this season of the rabbit trails podcast yeah. so let's for just those brainstorm who, while while we're on right. so the, 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 no no for those who don't know we uh, no season uh season one was so so successful we got picked up for a second season that's right yeah and so right. we've been in we've been just working really hard the last months to uh you know stuff in production stuff's getting greenlit uh, you know, talking There's to been people, meetings, we had, meetings. We meetings. My people have been talking to your people. people. Uh, agents involved. It's just been it's been a lot of work. Uh, so yeah, we got a got a great season two coming up. <laughs> I I think we would talk a little bit more about digital. Maybe bring some people on who yeah you know, we need know what they're talking about one yeah as opposed who, to us as, who, yeah we don't I don't really know anything. No. I have a I have a, I have an Instagram account and I can send a Zoom link so yes. pretty much okay and upload podcast uh, do some more stuff on leadership right some talk about leadership yeah you know yeah, there's a subject I want to get in more, yeah uh, I, I I would love to get in more to to that topic because i i have a degree in leadership yeah, um, me too but yeah. but i i feel like i feel like in the christian world or maybe um i should say the waters that i've swum in yeah i feel like leadership is just really misunderstood yeah uh so i'd like to get to the bottom of that let's i'm writing that down Garrett. That yeah was a great i think idea. i think there's a lot of stuff there the whole kind of thing we could talk about because I, I i totally agree with you i think I think the business world is is now uh, become more Christian um, than where it's becoming. Not all. I mean, I, I understand people are going, well, that guy's a jerk. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that guy's a jerk. But I'm just talking about what's being taught at Harvard right, Business School. Right, what, the, what they're saying. These, these yeah, what the they're saying. that you need to be doing. Or... Yeah, this is what is, is, is leadership. Um, and what, what's becoming more understood is that per, actually produces results. Um, so I think that'd be interesting uh, to talk about. Yeah, um, burnout and resilience. We still need to yeah. cover some more of that. I think there's yeah. some. That's a that's a deep mind to 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 
mine delve into. Yeah. So deep mind to mind. There's some good. Uh, I think we'll have some good some good guests also. Some mm-hmm. interesting people. We always have interesting people. I think there's some um, some people that have on we 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 should uh, we should invite on some. I think uh, maybe also bringing on some more some other European Christian leaders would be interesting. We've kind of had some in the past, maybe I don't remember. <laughs> That's so season one, though. Yeah, that is so season one. We gotta... Hey, I still get people uh, who comment on the uh, Stefan Pass mm-hmm. uh, episodes. Yeah, um, those, so are, those are good. I I still I want to go back to some Pass and re. Re, and i think too into it yeah and i think we should do, do some more camino stuff i mean that's kind of our bread and butter i mean uh, i need to do the camino again soon like uh so do you, um, you do, yeah we, we come on man. people come on um, you know i live i live uh i could throw a rock and i could hit pilgrims as they <laughs> walk by <laughs> as you should <laughs> uh, so we live we live on the uh extension route to the coast uh-huh. uh oh out to go to, to finisterra yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we, it uh i can actually walk it into town i do sometimes when i want to walk into town rather than drive in or take a bus or whatever i I'll, cool. uh, I'll just jump on that and i'll walk into town it takes me about 40 minutes to get to the cathedral and uh so yeah so it's really close um we've thought we've talked about actually um taking a long weekend and uh just walking it as a family just walking mm-hmm. out our front oh, yeah. door and then just you know, That'd be really cool. Bus it back or something. But yeah, yeah. It's amazing how many people actually do it. I, <laughs> we we will see quite a few people every morning heading out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. You gotta go out there and burn your clothes out in Finisterre. That's right, because mm-hmm. they smell so bad. They smell. And then you just what, walk back naked. And it's, it seems. A little I guess you mean there's a, some clothes stores there. I don't know. <laughs> It's amazing to me how how clean people look when they're walking this part of the route coming from Santiago because they probably had like a day of rest or something, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so they always look fresh and rejuvenated. Ready versus like versus like two days out away from Oof. Santiago, everyone yeah. just looks rough, you know. That day that when you get in, like that day you get in, man, they're just yeah. hobbling, hobbling in to the uh, the main square there with a you know a week of stubble or or more. You know. uh yeah 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 well uh man listen i'm looking forward to uh more to come in yeah. the rabbit trails podcast uh with a little bit more planning i just felt like you know we just we, we both felt like we just owed the folks uh our voices that the the world was yeah. a less sweet place without the yeah. Uh, the honey dripping from people's ears so yeah um, yeah so here it is uh you, you asked for it people and we've given it to you, you asked for it <laughs> yeah yeah interpret that how you will <laughs> yeah yeah hey so so just just finish up but we should fit we should finish up uh but you you know this joke but i was i was thinking you know in uh memoriam of norm mcdonald oh what, what a great comedian a great a great i would say someone is very you know stood up for what he believed that you know didn't didn't let you know didn't let people push him around uh and, and a believer uh, mm-hmm. uh, people don't mm-hmm. know that but uh, um became a believer later later in life considered himself a christian um I, can i tell a joke can i tell a norm mcdonald joke 
Yeah, but before you get to the Norm McDonald joke, I do have a question. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, I've heard a lot of Christians um, saying I identify as a Christian. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about that? That's a weird thing to say. Okay. I identify as a Christian. I yeah. haven't, I haven't <laughs> heard that, but oh, gosh. maybe I, had, um, maybe I just haven't it. picked up on it. Maybe I'm hearing it quite a bit in podcasts. Identifies. Uh, oftentimes, it can be guests I mean, on a yeah. secular show uh-huh. who would say well I, I identify as a christian so or i self-identify as a christian i mean i, I don't want to judge it because i don't know what's going on there but that just sounds that sounds kind of obvious it's like but maybe we're in that kind of yeah it's just the it's, it, it, i noticed it was an interesting <laughs> language of of the of the day yeah know? yeah 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 so we, we have well, sorry, I just dipped our toes into a little bit of woke culture there, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was it was interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very identify as a Christian. I mean, it, it makes sense. I'm not sorry. Right. Right. It doesn't seem wrong to say that, but it seems kind of redundant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, or, I, as as or someone not, likes to or, write, or just like, well, but I understand. But it also implies with the way identity, the way that language, I think, yeah. I think what I have, a, I think what I struggle with is, or where I'm, I'm a little bit maybe uncomfortable with it is the, <clears throat> the fluidity with which identity changes in today's yeah. culture. So mm-hmm. the way that that, so I identify as a Republican or I identify as a Democrat or I identify as this or that. Those things are constantly changing in culture. I'm not saying they should or that they can. It just does. And so then for a Christian to go, I identify as a Christian. Every time I hear that, I hear a person say, today, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I probably change it tomorrow. Yeah. And and that's what I, I think where I go, really? Like, the, it's, it's it just sounds so, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, but maybe I need to talk with someone who would use that to find out, well, why are you saying it in that way? Um, yeah. On the flip side of things, my wife was listening to some Catholics speak the other day on hospitality. I promise you can finish with a Norm McDonald joke. (laughs) And, um, she, she was laughing because she said, they kept saying things like, um, we, we use this to evangelize and like, <laughs> yeah, like just terminology that was like, um, in Protestant circles, or at least the circles we run into, uh, we're run around it. Those are, those aren't really the ways we say that, yeah. like that's, yeah. a little, but, but they were fully embracing it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was, Hey, I guess more power to you anyway. All right. So bring us home with Norm, Norm McDonald, finish this, uh, this yeah, Uber yeah. podcast off <laughs> this. And you know, I, you know, this joke, uh, Barrett, so you know, uh, jump in. As, as as Paul as Paul said, for me to for me to for me to say something again is only is of no is of what is of no labor for me and is only of benefit to you. So I've had the Norm Macdonald joke. I, I I like the joke. It's kind of a philosophical joke, you know. So there's a moth. He goes he goes into the doctor's office and uh, you know one night and the doctor's like, well, how can I help? He goes, well, he goes my my. Uh, my wife left me and it's just been a, it's been a really rough couple of months. And, and I, you know, I'm really contemplating um, the purposeless, the meaninglessness of life. I, I, I don't, um, I don't really see this, this world as having much meaning. Um, my work 
I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm on a lower rung of the, at the, down at the factory. I just kind of, I do uh, real basic menial stuff. And that's also created a sense of real um, anguish in me. Um, once again, I, I kind of have to go back and I ask you, you know, is there a God? Is there, is there anything beyond this life for just toil and toil and, you know, nothing more what, you know, and uh, you know, I lost, I lost a friend and that let me, you know, even I'm really struggling with, I think, you know, a bit of depression about that and just kind of what is, you know, what was, what, what, what did he leave on this earth? Was there any, any, any truth to that? Any meaning to that, to his, to his, to his life? And the doctor goes, you know, you're going through a lot. It sounds like you need a psychologist. And then the, the moth goes, well, yeah, I know. The doctor goes, well, why'd you come in? He goes, the light was on. <laughs> so do you know the background to that joke? A little bit. It's, it's, uh, okay. well, cause usually there's a, he's got a Russian name for the moth, right? That's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, that part of I, yeah. So, so the background is, so I listened to, uh, uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Um, Conan needs a friend. Conan needs a friend. Yeah. And, uh, he had kind of a tribute to Norm Macdonald on there. Cause Norm Macdonald was his absolute favorite guest. Yeah. He was, he was great on Conan. They yeah. Just, he loved having him. He just thought yeah. he was hilarious. And, um, so early on um, in Conan's career, um, when he told that joke, um, apparently he was getting canceled on quite a bit because uh, people that they had booked were kind of like, I don't know, his ratings are terrible. Do I really want to yeah, go on there? Yeah, it makes us look desperate. And so, so anyway, so they had a bunch of people cancel. And so they called up Norm MacDonald and they're like, hey, can you come on for a segment? And he's like, sure. So they brought him over and he did a segment. But they knew Norm Macdonald was really good at doing things on the fly and he was always entertaining. So they just didn't tell him, we're going to have you do two segments. Mm -hmm. So the segment ends and they say, hey, Norm, stay. We're going to have you do another segment. He's like, what do you mean you're going to have me do another segment? I don't have any material. And, and he was like, no, 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Well, he's like, well, how long is the segment? Seven minutes. So that, that joke in its original telling is only like 30 seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he made it really long. He made it like seven minutes long. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. thing is in eternity because he just keeps making up stuff and he keeps yeah. he gives the he gives the he gives the moth a Russian name and he gives the kid a name that you know yeah, my yeah. kid is you know going through stuff and my that's wife. Right, and, that's right. That's and right. So he just keeps he gets into this really really granular granular detail uh, simply because he could. And then yeah. I think one of the one of the great things and maybe this is why I do like Norm Macdonald's humor. He just didn't care. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't care. He, he, he even when it bombed, he liked it even better. Yeah, because because on. it was like he was like, I'm going to take you on this ride. There's nothing you can do about it. And in the yeah. end, I'm going to tell the joke I want to tell. And I'm just going to think it's funny. And yeah. Yeah. you're going to go, what? And you're going to think that's funny. And that's yeah. kind of the point to it all. So anyway, yeah. so that, that was a, I really not a podcast. There's quite a bit of was quite a bit of language and stuff in that one. So if you're yeah, yeah, sensitive yeah. towards that, don't go, but if you <laughs> want an watch, interesting, yeah. if you want an interesting podcast uh, to listen to someone who was a great admirer of Norm Macdonald, Conan O'Brien's uh, Conan needs a friend was, was yeah. pretty, pretty funny. His uh, Norm Macdonald's like, he was on one of the last episodes Letterman ever did. Uh, and it, it, he did a, he did a like five minutes up, but then he, uh, he he kind of closed with a little bit of a tribute to to Letterman. He he started crying um, really? because Letterman had been so. I think as an example, 
uh, of a stand-up community, but also as a um, as a friend and huh. someone who brought, who'd brought him on and, and supported him. Hmm. And then, so it's really it's kind of really touching, touching, uh, touching moment. At least you know when you think about also the ending of Letterman's career and the span of all yeah all that work oh it's yeah. pretty cool i'll have to check that out yeah. hey i remember what my what my topic was oh yeah what was but it yeah it's good. We're, we're not going to get to it today but uh, i was listening to a conversation between uh jonathan no not jonathan chait oh gosh jordan peterson steven something pinker, <laughs> pinker. Mm-hmm. and uh the dude who the religious mind um but I, i'm totally blanking on who who did that work um anyway uh conversation that they had together and um they were talking about eventually peterson can't go through a conversation without turning it to god and the metaphysical and trying Mm -hmm. to understand bigger issues he's really searching even more so than he was early early on um anyway and so i just i found it a fascinating conversation but it irritates me to know in how these um academic types like they'll, they'll take something like like uh you know the the existence of god and um the meaning that christians have and the beauty of the gospel message and all these things and then they're very quick to go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but we don't need to go crazy with that some dude rose from the dead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like they're, they're so dismissive <laughs> Of yeah. like the thing that gives it power. It's it's so incredible to me. It happens every time. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All that, all that stuff about goodness and 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 how awesome God is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that evolved over time. So let's not go to this crazy stuff about Jesus rising yeah. from the dead. Rising I mean, come dead, on, yeah. he was just a carpenter. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're just like, really? Like you, 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 you want to embrace, you want to stand on the shoulders that this thing is giving you, but you want to declare that you're the one who's standing above the waterline. And it's just yeah. like, it's just, no, like it just doesn't yeah. work that way. Anyway. Yeah. I wonder too, if for some people, they know if they really go down that rabbit trail of the resurrection, it, it, it calls you to something bigger. Oh yeah. I and think deeper. I, and so there's yeah. a, you just kind of, let's, let's, that's, that's getting a little too personal, a little too real. Yeah, it's the offense of the cross. It's the offense of the resurrection. It's the offense of you need, yeah. you need. Yeah, yeah. I, it, that would be an interesting topic for us to go deeper yeah, yeah. into. I think so. Maybe I can find an article that we can we can uh, revolve the yeah. uh, discussion around, or a particular podcast or something. Because it, it is a fascinating thing to me to watch all these really really smart people who are searching for meaning and significance, and then they'll come right up to the cusp of it and they'll go. But I'm not going to get crazy and say Jesus yeah. rose from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, I will. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, man. Uh, cool. It's fun. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, great to see you. And uh, we look forward to episode two of season two of the Rapid Trust podcast. <laughs> Have a great rest of the afternoon, man. Adios. Adios. Adios.